Hi, I'm Denise Simpson, a master life and leadership coach who helps women step into their authentic and feminine power so they can lead like visionaries, influence with grace, and create a legacy of contribution and service. You'll hear about real leadership clients with real problems, navigating their success in life, business, and career. If you're ready to become a masterful leader, then this podcast was made for you. So let's get started. Hey, welcome, friend. How are you? I hope you're fantastic. I am feeling really, really good. I have been doing an exercise on self-love for the past five weeks. Actually, more than that. I started this particular exercise because I was about to embark on doing a new workout routine. I had hired a personal coach, still have him, he's amazing. And I was about to embark on this new weight training program. And before that, I was stuck like everybody else at home during COVID. I was on my Peloton bike or the treadmill from the house. So didn't leave the house. Sometimes I would hit you know, a street run just to get out of the house to get a, you know some breathing room. But most of the time it was spent inside the house. And so I felt great. I felt like an athlete. I felt like a badass. I'm like, yay, I'm keeping up with, with my health, with my wellness, and I'm doing it from home. How amazing. And then I got on the scale and the nutrition was horrible. So the scale reflected that. And I then sought some professional help and hired my amazing coach. Oh my gosh, she's amazing. But anyway, so as I was going to embark on that journey, leaving the house, committing to my coach, but more importantly, committing to myself. Like first it was, oh my gosh, I now have to answer to somebody. Like, oh, somebody's going to keep an eye on me. Someone's going to tell me what to do. I don't know why I want to do this, but I am needing help, professional help because I've plateaued. I don't know what else to do. I don't know what I don't know. And I want to hire someone who does know which is always my attitude when it comes to coaching. And when I sought his help, you know, he talked about accountability, he talked about commitment and what it was going to take. And I'm like, shit, now I have to answer to you. Like now I'm, I have to be committed to you and, and accountable to you. Like my brain went immediately external. And I had to really stop and look within really looking at accountability to myself, right? Like being a woman of my word. But the precursor to that is loving yourself so much that no matter what you do or say, you are committed and you are a woman of your word. Like you are going to do what you said you're going to do because of how much self-love you have. And so as I was entering this journey or about to embark on it, I said, okay, I really need to look inward because I'm having such a hard time here really finding this self-love. And I know just the act of searching for a personal coach because you've reached your plateau looks like an act of self-love. But I had so much incongruence in my brain at the unconscious level. Like consciously, I'm like, yes, I'm planning. I'm using my prefrontal cortex, the executive decision maker. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. I've got 20 pounds plus to lose. And 
this, these are the decisions I'm going to make, look for a personal coach, hire the personal coach, and then start my my journey with this personal coach. Like the executive decision maker, your prefrontal cortex, your conscious mind, mine was saying all of the right things. <laughs> but at the unconscious level, I'm like, I fucking hate this. This is going to be horrible. I have to answer to somebody and I hate answering to anybody. And now I have to like, you know, get on a scale and be humiliated on this scale. And he's going to have to do all these measurements on me. And oh my God, like all the damn mind drama came in. But it was because there was such incongruency between my conscious mind, the executive decision maker, and the unconscious programs. And there was so much under the surface. My goodness. Let me tell you, this has been a true journey for sure. And I won't go into all of the unraveling of the conditions and programs about my body, my body image, my weight, my relationship to food, my relationship to others in regards to what I look like, like all the things, all the things came flooding up to the surface. And so in order to appease that side of my mind, the unconscious mind, I said, okay, there's so much to work through. (laughs) And I got to get with it. Like I can, I'm not going to spend the next 6 months trying to unravel this and, you know, deprogram it to reprogram it. Like no, no one has time for that right now. So, my shortcut, which is a shortcut I'm going to teach you today, is what I have been doing every single day. And it is my self-love challenge. And I'm going to share with you a little bit about what that looks like and why it's important to do this. So whether you're embarking on a new habit change or whether you are wanting to be a better human to yourself, to your children, to your partner, or if you want to be a stronger leader, like fill in the blank, whatever your results or your goals that you would like to achieve, this is primary. This is a fundamental step to really understanding why you want to do this and why you deserve to do it. So I walked my client through this the other night. Now she just had a baby. She is on maternity leave. And now that the baby is settled in their home, things are acclimating, children and dogs <laughs> and, and a cat are all acclimating to the new baby. And so now she is calmer And now she has time for her brain to think of some interesting things. And now her brain has her focused on losing the baby weight, like now, like she is needing it now. And here's what's really interesting about the brain. So it is now giving her all of the stories, all of the reasons why she needs to lose the weight today. So her conscious mind is saying, well, you know, like I need to give myself a break. Okay. I need to focus on the baby. Like I just gave birth. I was a human incubator. Like I'm, I'm worthy of some rest from work, from my own brain. So I'm going to focus on my child right here, right now. So that's her executive brain, her executive decision maker, part of her mind. It's the conscious mind. But at the unconscious level, she is now telling herself, I cannot keep gaining weight. I have to do something about this. Like 45 pounds is ridiculous. My frame is just too small to carry all this weight. Like she's telling herself all this stuff. 
And she's also remembering things that her mom told her about how her body changed after she had her and how she's going to experience the same thing. She's also thinking about what the doctor told her about being a high-risk pregnancy and that she needs to do something immediately about her blood pressure. And then her friends are telling her other stories. It took them 10, 15 years to lose all the baby weight and to get back to back to normal. So my client is going, I don't know where their beliefs end and mine begin. I don't even know what to think anymore. I don't even know what's true. I don't even know what's true for me. I don't know what to do. And again, on one hand, she wants to rest with the baby and give her mind a break. And on the other hand, she wants to go and take massive action on transforming her body back. And so I asked her to take a pause, just to take a pause on what her brain is presenting her with. That it's good to find awareness that she has these two parts of her mind. The one that is present, it is conscious, it is the executive decision maker. This is where we set our goals. This is where we look into the future and we are wanting to create amazing results for our lives. But then we also have the unconscious mind. That's really the ruler of our lives. I mean, 95% of how we operate on a daily basis is at the unconscious level. And the unconscious holds our belief systems. You know, all of those beliefs that you have, the programs and the conditions, the familial and the cultural expectations, right? All that is inside the unconscious mind, those strongly held belief systems, the beliefs that you are an amazing human being, the beliefs that you are worthy of love, But your limiting beliefs are also housed there. The limiting belief that money is scarce, that you don't deserve to be loved or you don't deserve to have a loving partnership. So your beliefs are held at the unconscious level. Not only that, but your values are there as well. The values that you have, which at the unconscious level motivate every single action you take. Start looking at your values and those values that drive your behavior. You're going to also find at the unconscious level your emotions. This is where emotions are housed. It is so incredible to find deep awareness around this amazing part of your mind that controls, yes, 95% of your day. So I asked my client to just step away, to just, just walk back, take 10 steps back so that she can see herself from a distance, so that we can separate all of those thoughts, all of those emotions that are swirling in her brain and her body, all the neurochemicals that were released because of those thoughts and those emotions. I just asked her to take 10 steps back and to watch herself from a distance. And again, you can do this at any point. So if you're feeling anxiety or overwhelm or stress, you can picture yourself taking 10 steps back from the scenario, from the situation that you're in. And that will neutralize and separate you from the emotional depth that you are in, in that current situation. So it's a wonderful exercise that you can do. But now I want to take you through the three steps 
of this self-love challenge that I created for myself and that I showed my client to do. Because again, this is a way to remove yourself from any emotional triggering situations or circumstances. Because when you are knee deep in the emotion of stress or anxiety or overwhelm, you can't think clearly. Because when emotions are high, logic is low. And we do need our executive decision-making part of our mind. We do need our conscious mind to help us create this amazing life that we have. You know, not one part of your brain is better than the other. These two sides of your mind, the conscious and the unconscious, are equally important. And so we have to find awareness around that. So here is what I told her to do first. I asked her to think of the word love. Just think of the word love. I said, what thought or thoughts come up for you when you think of the word love? And I want for you to do the same thing. When you think of the word love, what comes up immediately? Don't think so hard into this. This should be a very simple exercise. Don't overcomplicate this and tell your brain to chill out. (laughs) This is supposed to be fun. And so I want for you to think of the word thought and the thoughts that come up. And the emotion that is conjured up from those thoughts should be love. If it's anything else other than the emotion of love, then stop. Stop and clear your screen, as in clear your mental screen, and try this exercise again. And ask yourself, when I think of the word love, what thoughts come up for me? And then jot them down again. And then notice that these thoughts are creating the emotion of love. For me, love comes with joy. Like I feel those two emotions side by side. They're not the same thing. But when I feel the emotion of love, because I thought of my my husband and my family, I feel so much love and joy, not or, but and. I feel both. I feel love and joy. Love because of the unconditional energy and presence that I feel when I'm with my family and the joy I feel when I think of the amazing circumstances, situations, behaviors that conjure up joy with my family. So it's love and joy. And so I want for you to do that. When you think of the word love, what thoughts come up, the emotion of love, and notice any other positive reinforcing emotion. If it's anything other than that, start the exercise again. And that's the first thing I want for you to do so that we can really embody this emotion of love. And I do this every day. This is the first thing I do. What is love for me today? What are the thoughts that are coming up when I think of love? And it could have been just something that happened the day before, or it could have been something that just happened, you know, two minutes before I did that exercise. And and love for me, it, you know, it's love for my clients, it's love for my siblings, it's love for my extended family, love for my stepchildren, love for my pups, love for technology, love for my body, love for my coach. Like I have so much love in, in different 
circumstances. And so it just depends on where I'm at, at that moment, I'm doing this exercise. It's like, okay, well, what, what is love today? Well, you know what love is for me today? I'm feeling so much love for this body that, that I'm carrying, this body that's housing my soul, but not only my soul, but my organs, the blood that's pumping through my body, not to mention the love I have for this brain that's inside this body, this brain that controls every organ in my body, like so much love for this vessel that I was given. And when I think of these thoughts, I feel immense love, love that I'm able to do what I need to do to keep it healthy and vital. And all of those emotions, or I should say the one emotion, but all those thoughts that created the emotion of love, therefore help me take action from that place of love. Because that's what you want to do. You don't want to take action you know, from a place of resistance or from a place of anger or from a place of scarcity. No, you want to take action from that place of love. So notice what's happening. You think a thought, you feel the emotion, and you act from that emotion. And so you take actions or inaction, depending on what that emotion is. But ultimately, you create a beautiful result in your life. That's the goal here, my friend. And so that's the first thing I do. When I'm feeling out of alignment, when there's incongruency in my body, in my mind, if I had a rough coaching call or I felt like I didn't give my best, I just stop and clear the mental screen and ask myself, what thoughts are coming up when I think of the word love? And I take pen to paper. You may want to do the same or a voice memo that always, that's always helpful and quick, especially if you're driving. You just you know, press that voice memo button and you know, share your thoughts on that recording. So that's what I had her do first. It's very simple, but a very powerful state that you can intentionally create in your mind and in your body, just from that one question that you ask yourself. And the second thing I told her to do, I asked her to describe love. I asked her to personify it. If it was a person, a place, a thing, a noun, (laughs) what would love be to you? Will you describe it for me? And she said, it's my grandmother. When I think of love, yes, I have so much love in my family. Now I have a beautiful baby. But when I ultimately think of what love is, I think of my grandmother. And I said, well, what else? And she said, well, I think of the moments that she would wait for me when I would get home from school. The bus would drop us off right in front of our house and she would have malto meal with you know, syrup and butter in a bowl waiting for me. And I would watch Scooby-Doo with her and then get to homework and then wait for my mom to pick me up. But it was the love I felt, the love that she demonstrated to me every day by food, the smell of her kitchen, the smell of her cooking the smell of her hands that smell like garlic all the time. That's love. Even her couch, just laying on her couch and watching television, that felt like love. That couch could swallow me whole and I would, I would feel so safe and so loved. 
because of how many hours I spent on that couch with her. And so she is going into this beautiful emotional state of love because she has personified it. And I want for you to do the same. Describe love. Is it a pet? Is it an animal? When I think of love, I think of my pups. I'm a dog mom. I do not have biological children. But when I think of love, I think of my English bulldogs who I spent (laughs) all day, every day with. I also think of my stepchildren who opened their hearts up to me when they met me over 10 years ago. And they accepted me into this family. And we have created our own family, you know, aside from their mom and their extended family on the other side. We have created a beautiful silo and our own, you know, nuclear, quote unquote, nuclear, (laughs) uh, nuclear family. And so I am always thinking of love as a person, a place, or maybe a thing. How about for you? When you personify love, do you think of your faith? Do you think of Christ? Do you think of God? Do you think of source? Do you think of Mother Gaia? My goodness, for me, when I am looking for divine guidance, I personify love in the form of Mother Mary. And many of you will see me on social media with my Mother Mary ring. It is ginormous. (laughs) And my Mother Mary necklaces. I have two of them. And I have Alana Fairchild's Mother Mary oracle decks, or oracle deck cards. So amazing. But when I think of a a female, of strong divine female presence, it's love and it is Mother Mary and sometimes Mary Magdalene and sometimes my mother, Sonia, and sometimes my grandmother, Lily. Like these are the the feminine figures that come to mind when I think of love and when I'm needing the divine intervention or the divine guidance. These are the female figures that, that personify love for me. So how about for you? What does what does love look like? Describe love. If it was a noun, what would it be? Who would it be? And so start really tapping into that imaginary creative board in your mind. It's such a phenomenal exercise to get into the state of love. So that's number 2. Now, number three is where I want for you to take all of that, the first two parts of this exercise, I want for you to take that emotional state of love and then pull it in back to yourself. Bring it into your body. It could be straight through your heart. It could be through the crown chakra. It could be in through your solar plexus. It could be through your root chakra. It could be through your feet. You know, I do a lot of meditation where I ground my feet into the earth and I grow roots from my heels into the center or the core of the earth. And I'm, I'm connected to Mother Gaia 
at the center of the earth and I feel her love and I feel the love that this planet has and the inhabitants that love one another so deeply. We are never in conflict in my mind's eye. We are all one and we are all moving consciously, collectively together in the form of love, in the energy of love. And so I want for you to to bring all that love right back into your vessel. Again, through your heart, through your crown chakra, chakra, through your solar plexus, if you need, or in your, you know, through your root chakra or your feet, wherever, but bring it back into your body, envelop it in, embody what love feels like, sounds like, tastes like, however you describe love personified, bring it into your being, bring it into your body and simmer, let it simmer. Don't rush through this exercise. Have fun with it. It's about embodying the emotion, the feeling, the state of love. Because my friend, you deserve to love yourself. You deserve to care for yourself. This is about self-advocacy. Because I've always said this, no one's going to love me more than I love myself. I will never let that happen. I'm never going to let my spouse love me more than I love myself. I'm never going to let my stepchildren love me more than I love myself. No, this is who I am. I am love. I generate love and I give love away. It is manufactured in my soul or in my body or in my solar plexus. And then I give it to the world. I give it to my clients every day. Let me tell you, I think of my clients at the most loving intimate level because my clients deserve all of my love. I do this for my stepchildren. I do this for their mother. I do this for those that don't think kindly of me. I do this for strangers that I walk by. I'm always emanating and embodying this energy of love. So this is an exercise of self-love, but It takes a few steps to get to this third step of enveloping it. But the first two steps are to prime your mind and your body to then take it in at step three. So my friend, this is the self-love challenge. Love yourself deeply. Love yourself like no one could ever love you. Love yourself like you deserve to be loved. And let me tell you what this is going to do for you. It is going to change, number one, the trajectory of your day. When you are vibrating on love, and when I mean vibrating, you are emanating from this energy. This is metaphysics. <laughs> this is, and, and a whole lot of quantum physics too that's tied to this. So when you are in the, the energetic state of love, because your thoughts have energy, your emotions have energy, you are emanating this beautiful state of love. You are then calling forth into your sphere of, of, of your world with love. People are walking into your life that are filled with love, wanting to help you and support you in whatever your, your, your endeavor is. You are interacting with strangers at a loving level. You are interacting with people on social media with that energy of love and they're reciprocating that love. Your day will change. The trajectory of your day will certainly change. I promise you, try this. And then secondly, when you are in this state of love, 
as I mentioned earlier, you take action or, or, or behavior from the state of love, the result you're going to create is exactly what you want. Whatever goal, whatever dream, whatever desire you have that you want to create, trust me, the journey will be filled with so much love. And guess what? The result is going to be love. Love for your body, love for your children, love for your organization, love for your employer, love for your clients. It doesn't matter what result you want to put at the end of that linear progression. Let me tell you something. It is a different energy that's required to create loving, fulfilling, rewarding results. And that energy is the energy of love. (laughs) All right, my friend. I hope you found today's episode helpful and these three steps that you should go take right away. Have some fun with this exercise. Feel what love feels like. Embody it completely and fully. And I cannot wait to hear your results or your insights from this episode. You know where you can find me? Over on DM at Dr. Denise Simpson. I just want to end today's show with telling you how much I love you how much I deeply care for you and your well-being. I want the best for you. I don't want another woman to suffer unnecessarily. I want to help women manifest their dreams and their desires. I want to help you create the life that you want because you know you deserve it. Know that I deeply love and care for you and your well-being. All right, my friend. (laughs) Thanks for your time. I'm looking forward to serving you on our next call. I'll catch you later. Take good care. Have a great day. Bye. Hey, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, you have to join me inside my exclusive coaching membership for women in leadership, just like you. I want to help you become a masterful leader with the help of a community of the most powerful women on this planet. My membership is called Masters of Leadership. Yes, of course it would be called that. (laughs) So whether you're a novice or a master, you have to join us. You're going to get the support that you need and deserve inside my membership. So head over to drdenisesimpson.com forward slash M-O-L. That website again is drdenisesimpson.com forward slash M-O-L. You deserve this, my friend. So join us inside. See you soon.